It is week 10 of the Dynasty Time podcast. Scott here along with Dan. How is it going? I am jacked up this week. Don't worry, it's not a personal fantasy thing. It's just I feel like the league is on fire right now. Oh, I feel wow. like we haven't had this engagement ever, honestly, in this <laughs> league. And Why I did think, you say that? I mean, a big reason, obviously, is this podcast, is the of Slack, course. is the yeah. fact that we're resetting next year, so there's a lot of conversation. But I also feel like every single week, there's, there's action happening. People are spending their waiver money. There's a ton of jostling in the standings. And quite honestly, because no one could, like, mortgage their future to try to go all in this year, I feel like it's so incredibly competitive. I think some of us were worried at the beginning of the year with the looming reset that this was going to be kind of a throwaway year. It's actually been the opposite. Everybody's competing super hard, super engaged on the waivers, just to try to scrap out a 500 record. That's a good point. It's been pretty huge. I love it. I I get a text message for every transaction, so that's fun. Oh, great. (laughs) I, I do actually recommend that, although that would kill my advantage, but... This this Sorry, hold on a, a second. I'm about oh, to have a coughing he's attack. He's gonna cough. Is he is he Sorry. going to? I, don't know. <laughs> I think there you could, is, I don't know how to mute it. I, uh, we need a I dump think you can button, cut that. Damn it. I think you can cut that at a perfect spot where you paused. Well Sorry. I don't know. Anyway. No, but I've gotten a lot of text messages this year. People are in and out of the free agency. I mean so I, I agree with you. I think it's been more active than ever. Yeah, and I, I think got, people are a- actively trying to scrap out victories, which we honestly, I, I've noticed in the past years, especially over the last three or so, guys have done the opposite, are like straight up just not engaged, not tanking. We had issues, and I mean, I guess fortunately for us, those guys are no longer with the league, but just not setting lineups and just not even trying to field the team. And yeah. although I was hoping... uh birds of prey would do that this past week because his team looked like i was gonna maul him and then of course he beats me by picking up a couple random dudes at the last second but everybody's engaged and i mean all this extra stuff i mentioned has been great which is probably the biggest reason but i i think this season has been actually awesome and that's coming from someone who has been just excruciating to i've been i've been had an excruciating team all season so the only thing keeping you sane is this podcast it is and and just the league engagement in general and we've had a lot of back and forth on a lot of things and but guys are truly engaged it seems just in from a true this season fantasy football wise yeah there weren't a ton of trades but at least some guys tried some things to to make a difference and actually in your case it's paying off big time just a bit just a bit. And actually, the, that one random Stafford for Samuel trade, I mean, I know Stafford got hurt, but he was good, and Samuels now has been good. So, I, I don't know. I just – I like that a lot, and I think it just speaks to kind of such a great season we've had in a group of group of guys and and owners. So, yeah. anyway, I'm fired up about that. Wow. I was thinking about that. Look at that. Even Positivity. though I, I suffered a crippling loss, I, I – uh, I was thinking about that being positive this week. So It's good because I, I didn't want to institute a positivity corner every week. Yeah, we might have a mandatory, to. but uh, uh, don't worry, I'll be back to normal next week. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess let's start with some some positivity. Badger Pride, 177 points. Oh, oh boy, this team is firing on all cylinders. Christian Kirk, Tyreek Hill, 
the Jets' defense. What a pickup that was. Mm-hmm. I mean, just great coaching decisions all in all. Which is actually incredibly important as someone who made bad ones. I applaud your great decision-making. I knew Christian Kirk was going to have a big second half. I, you can attest to this. I, I was trying to get him from you at the yeah. trade deadline as kind of like a throw-in. But then as I looked into him more, I was like actually really excited about it. And he's been good and, and he's going to, he's their target leader and will be the rest of the way if he stays healthy on actually a surprisingly decent team. So I don't know. Your squad looks phenomenal. I think preseason, most of us, you probably sandbagged it on the odds or whatever, but most of us thought your team was, was top one or two or three. Um, and to put up that many points with Kittle not playing is actually astonishing. Kittle not playing. Kamara still not doing his thing. So feeling pretty good. Two weeks in a row with the high score. Projected with the high score right now for this week. Oh, just just great stuff from the defending champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side of things, Birds of Prey wins his, what is this, third in a row. Over Brothers Mendez, we talked about it a little. Oh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, at one point he Randall had seven Cobb. guys. At one point he had seven guys on his roster that were not playing this week, mostly due to buy or maybe a couple injuries. And then last second he dropped a couple and made a couple switches or whatever. And it, I don't think it did that much, but yeah, I don't think actually, Ryan Griffin was the answer, but Ryan Griffin was not the answer, <laughs> but actually, I mean, Kansas city, the funny thing is the 9.8 he got from Ryan Griffin in Kansas city was the difference in the matchup. That's I cool. thought for a minute, he might just not fill those spots. So no. anyway, for me, Saints defense dropping six versus Pittsburgh on my bench at 26. That was pretty painful, but you know, that's on me. I got to own that. Joe Mixon finally benched him. He outscores my running back and my flex by 10. That was the difference. You know, <laughs> that's coaching. It's all about coaching. It was funny. I was watching the Cowboys game and it was between Gallup and Cobb. And then I have Amari Cooper in another league. So every time there was a catch, I was following your game. And there you go. And mine. I was um, feeling pretty good when Gallup scored a touchdown. Yeah. And you're then in good shape. I like, I, don't, I wasn't even watching at the point. And then I flipped it on. And of course, I'm watching Cobb, and I'm like, ah, fuck it. I didn't, I didn't think I had much of a chance at that point anyway. I was more concerned about my other league. So at least I could ping pong back and forth. But looking at myself at four and six right now, yikes. Yeah, that's, Birds that's goes to five and five, another five and five team that is just terrible, and I don't know how they're doing it. Just an awful team. Uh, the NWO gets lucky again. What, what the hell? What? Oh, oh, hey, look. <laughs> Yeah, who the fuck's the owner of NWO, man? I think we should probably put him on, uh, uh, on notice think, of some sort here. He's getting too lucky every week. I don't think, feel like I deserve that. I mean, his quarterback's Josh Allen. What do you think about that, yeah. Steve? Is that Steve I heard? It sounds like Steve. Oh. Have we ever figured out who Steve is, by the way? No. Wait, I thought he was your friend. Logan know. joins the podcast. Welcome. Oh, hey. Uh, Just in time today. to talk about your freelancers dropping 58 points on you. Which... Yeah, there, 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 there was a moment on Sunday afternoon where I forget who it was. I'll have to look at it. Like, suddenly had, like, 20 points, and, like, his defense had, like, a billion. And I'm, like, he's starting, like, <laughs> half a lineup here, and I'm going to lose, and I'm going to feel really, really bad about this. 
I mean, this is this is suspect to me because he started Teddy Bridgewater, which that should be a fine of some sort. Yeah, not good. So, and then I believe Ito Smith was actually on IR before the week. Maybe not, but I mean, he had plenty of options to drop guys and pick somebody up, and he didn't, which I hate being mad at Lance, but I mean, come on. That's that's really, really bad to not have a quarterback when you know Bridgewater's not going to play. Um, so now, in his defense, have you tried to pick anyone up in this league in the past couple of weeks? Like, uh, I, yeah, the, it's been great. I I, I picked up um, Rhett Ellison, who gave me seven points. So go Rhett. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> I don't what? know if Rhett's playing quarterback here, but I honestly mm. like the I liked the play banking on the Breeze injury. I think that was. <laughs> Maybe that was the strategy. Like, I mean, I think it works, but there's absolutely no chance. You cannot. You're not serious right now. If you're serious, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking smack you, because Kyle Allen was a free agent who's been pretty solid this year in general. So inexcusable to me. I, I I'm I'm gonna get on my soapbox not on this podcast but in the future where next year and going forward we're gonna impose fines for stupid shit. Like it's gonna be getting called in front of the fucking. What do we call it? Kangaroo court or some shit? Like that—that's—that's that's gonna happen. We're gonna have to deal with that with people who do shit like that because it really pisses me off. You're just I mean, mad that it wasn't against you. That's all it is. I mean, yes, but also I would be this pissed if anybody did it. So last year I did it on accident because the website is very confusing and difficult to use. Oh, do oh, not start here. And I was out at a lovely Sunday brunch with my in-laws. When Scotty sends me the, oh, what the fuck are you doing? Set your lineup message. <laughs> In the nicest way possible, I'm sure. Actually, I'm pretty sure that was the exact text. <laughs> and I, like, panicked. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, I don't know these people yet. And they're going to hate me because I didn't mm. set my lineup. Oh, I so fucking I, hated you. So I left, I left brunch. And when... <laughs> Why did you leave brunch? You have a phone. Um, have you ever tried using this website before? And I so, used the app. So I left. <laughs> I went home, got my computer out, set my lineup, <laughs> and then got yelled at by my lovely wife later that day when she returned. Worth it. You probably still lost by 45 points that day. You're probably right. Um, don't don't start with me on the website. We're not going there. We're <laughs> not we, going there. I thought there. we were having a poll. I thought I saw someone post on the Slack that we were changing websites. We're not listening to him. Okay. Moving on Moving to on. another Tyne who also put up 57 points this week. Oof. The Misfits goes down. Blue 32 somehow ekes out a win. I don't know. They are just, they're 5-5 five and five somehow. How is he ahead of me? I know. He's barely paying attention. I know. He won't come on the podcast and explain himself, so I don't know. Can I get I mean, come on. I needed I needed freelancers or misfits to pull off an upset and they both just crapped themselves. Oh man. Misfits struggling with David Johnson giving them negative points. That's hard to do. Luke's been quiet today. Um I, so I, I did, hopefully I did his actually, uh, he's that. emotionally doing okay after this week. I did I did reach out to Luke today just to check in on him, <laughs> and he said, "quote I don't want to talk about it." Mm, 
Okay. So he's doing okay. I think he's moving on with his life in other ways, but you know, he's uh he's not exactly enjoying everything. Other than that week where he scored like two hundred points. I forget who he was playing against that week, but me, um... yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's, ooh, that's I, I don't think you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Logan, remember the first time we did this on the podcast and I hated you? We're going to circle back to that here. Both I know. Back. See, this is I, I show up late, so I figure I'm just going to troll you this entire time until you kick me out. You're like right? 30 minutes late, <laughs> jerk. Am I really but, 30 minutes late? But no, back, back to just misfits for a second. Like, I'm going to give him some shit. Marquez Valdez Scantling the last three weeks has scored zero zero and point nine. <laughs> he believes Why is he still on his team? I just, well, he's a Packer, and the Packers and also great. like there's no reason. I mean, you know, it'd be one thing if we were tanking for next year or whatever. It just it just doesn't make any sense. So, um, wh- when we get into the rules and reset conversation, I actually have this. This brings me up uh, brings an idea up to me that I want to throw to you guys um, for for future. So just remind me about. Shitty I, I, I teams say, just though, falling apart down the stretch and not appearing to not even try. I, I will say, though, I think if you look back, you picked up the last three weeks, but if you go back to the fourth week, four <laughs> weeks ago, he actually scored over 20 points. Um, and he was playing against, well, you, um, when he did all that. <laughs> and so I think there's like this, I just don't know if you give up on him quite yet, given his down uh-huh. performance. Uh-huh. Devonte Adams was out then too. I believe. I believe someone else was out then too. And then the week after that, against the Chiefs, Lazard came out. Yeah. So you know, there's there's definitely more of a story on on both sides of it. But uh, I'm right. I'm right per usual. So we'll move on to the. <sighs> what are we moving usual. on to? CC yeah. prime time. Yeah. Let's just uh, two nail biters. Talk, talk to the crybaby here. Um, I don't know what happened. He tried to play Lazard, but he was late, which I don't know why that's the website's fault because every <laughs> website locks a kickoff. So not sure what to tell you. But if he would have played Lazard over Robbie Anderson, yes, he would have beaten C-City Boston. Instead, he's 2-8. and eight. That's, that's tough. Oh, my God. Four straight losses for Mr. King. That's not going to cut it. I heard league. C City wanted to play Daniel Jones over Philip Rivers. They, that would have been good for them. Yeah, that would have been 21 more points. Uh, Christian McCaffrey with a nice game. And, Christian uh, McCaffrey, he sucks. Who would want him? Yeah, who would want him? Uh, so I think Primetime might be the team that is officially out with three weeks left. Let's rub I it in. I don't think there's po- it's possible at this point. Rub it in. Yeah, we will. Uh, Jutang Clan coming up with a big win over CR Pies. Ezekiel Elliott, just a complete disaster, as is Cooper Cup with zero points. Ouch. Is CR Pies in trouble? I don't feel bad for Craig. Do we, are we worried about CR Pies at this point? Two straight losses. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to get in. He's only used $3 of his blind bid, so that's impressive. Saving it up. You probably should pick up Kyle Allen. Uh, Jutang Clan riding the Aaron Jones right, uh, wave, if you will. How good has he been? Holy shit. That's kind of crazy. Giving Every Aaron Rodgers uh, not Logan's going to have a hard on shortly here, but giving, giving Aaron Rodgers a running back like that is just scary as shit come playoff time. 
Yeah, I'm not worried. And the Oh, sorry. No, I'm just going to withhold comment. Okay. Yeah, are you there? Are you awake, (laughs) sir? I mean, I show up. I try to contribute. You be mean to me. So, like, I don't have a whole lot of incentive to stick around. I can't believe you left brunch to try to set your lineup on your computer. That's fucking commitment. I would have just told told Scott, just do it for me. Pick a guy. Yeah, that's true. You well, should know I would do that for you. Also, just side note, not to Logan here, but others. If you have trouble with the website, just text Scott and be like, hey, I want to start this guy instead of this guy. Scott will do it for you in like three seconds probably. Okay, interesting game. All 13 of us. <laughs> Every Sunday morning. Let's all do it. We're all in this together. Just text your line at this guy. I'm going to be completely honest here. I will uh, kill you all. If, if, if. My good friend Todd, who ha- owns a flip phone or no phone at all, can figure out how to use the website every single week and has never, I don't think, had issues. Then the rest of us who are, sorry, Todd, 15 years younger, who grew up with cell phones and shit technology, we should be able to figure this shit out. Just saying. I think Todd has a smartphone now. Oh, he so, does. Oh, yeah, he's, Todd. he's moved on. Yeah. Congrats, Todd. I need to get his number. He so finally can, gave in. So I can BBM him. <laughs> nice. Oh god. Oh, he said he's my favorite yeah. team Thank in the you. whole league, so fuck everybody else. I'm Thank you for the won. laugh. Uh the last game here, because the short oh, recap was going on and on. Just a brutal loss. I agree with Laverty. I had no idea it was gonna be even close. I thought it was over. Whoa, did you guys see how close this game was? <laughs> <laughs> One point. Incredible. And Green Hell should have lost at least a point for starting Kareem Hunt for the morality clause. So, um, Is it, Are we taking away points now? <laughs> oh, my should. God. Kareem Hunt's playing? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Uh, oh, shit. Green Hell has won four in a row after the podcast jinx was lifted. Eight and two now. He's First in the place. lead. First place for Laverty. Is this his year? Could Let's be. do everything we can to jinx it. <laughs> Trying. I mean, Derrick Henry can't put up 32 points every week. That's not going to happen. I feel like Derrick Henry's uh, like 32 or bust. I mean, maybe yeah. not. No, no you're not. absolutely right. As someone who's made the mistake of owning him is, and I shouldn't say a mistake, but it's incredibly frustrating when you have no ability to project what is going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, he's actually had a better year than I thought. I mean, for week one, 28, week two, 16, a few 11s, 13. He's only had two weeks in single digits. It, fe- it feels like more than that, right, based on his history? Yeah, and, and maybe it's because I just avoided him altogether this year after Me too. the past couple of years um, of going 0, 0, 30, 0, 4, 28. <laughs> um, he, sadly for Lav, he'll probably lay an egg first round of the playoffs. Oh, poor I Lafferty. just hope it's against you, Logan. I hope it's against you that Derrick Henry puts up 0.8 points and you defeat the eight, the, as the, the eight over the one seed. Yeah, that's so sweet of you. Yeah, you know. You're a good guy. I don't care what Scott says about you when the two of us are texting. <laughs> um, Moving on. Week 11, we have a lot of great games. Um, yeah, that's that. Um, moving on, if we look at the standings real quick, we got four teams in prime position. Here's the deal, guys. 
I went to use Playoff Computer, my great website that gives me the playoff odds and paths to clinch. Hey, guys, quick question, though. I'm on the website. How do you find the standings? You click standings, hmm. Logan. I can't find it. Well, it's literally in the middle of the page. You click standings. <laughs> anyway. You're playoff, not on it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, playoff computer is shut down and is not a thing anymore. So that's oh. sad. That makes me sad. So that was fun. So I don't know who's clinched, but I have a feeling those top four are in good shape. I'm at six and four, and then you got four teams at five and five and one at four and six. I think everybody's kind of in it here. So yeah, I think, I mean, I don't, you could figure this out pretty easily, but I think based on previous years, if you get to eight victories, you are guaranteed a playoff spot of some sort. And with the way that this year has actually shaped up, I think the three that have seven victories already, while they're probably not guaranteed, I would say one win each, absolutely they're in. Yeah. Depending on what happens this week. Uh, the three and seven teams probably still have a chance if they run the table. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, but I think they're the not prime very time good. is out. That, that, is, that is the issue. <laughs> Bobby okay. could make a run. He's I mean, lost I, four in a row. But I think if you look at some of the rankings, Bobby and I are actually above the mean median in a lot of the stats. You are. Yeah, we're both out of the playoffs. You're sixth in the power rankings. So that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, which is I don't really get the power rankings to be honest. I, <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Like point four and points against specifically, but you know, the I guess the coulda won and what the the what a lost or whatever is kind of an interesting stat. Which Bobby is zero on both of those, which is again doesn't really tell the full story of Bobby's season. Uh, but you know, it's it's interesting to look at. I think I think we all agree CR Pies has been pretty solid for much of the whole year. Green Hell's team has looked awesome lately, so I'd probably put him at the top of the power rankings if we were doing this subjectively. But anyway, it's well, close they, down the stretch. Yeah, there you go. So that is the recap. Uh, it sounds like, damn it, who has Outlook open? Sorry. <laughs> Dan, uh, it sounds like you have a topic that you wanted to bring up. <clears throat> Yeah, so one of the things with the reset next year and just keepers in general, and I want Logan to chime in with his thoughts on this as well as others, but is the idea of adding a second developmental player keeper. It's fucking I, bullshit. I figured you would say that. Uh, but uh, the, the idea for me behind it is I love the developmental player that we have now. It allows you to, even with our small rosters, have an option to try to find a diamond in the rough and, and prepare for future seasons. Uh, namely the next one. Um, and it's something that I've successfully used a handful of times over the years that I think is a great way to kind of rebuild while you're feeling really shitty about your four and eight record. The idea of adding a second one then is to give you an additional option to that, to do the same thing. However, I would have proposed that instead of having it be a 14th rounder, we move that up a little bit, maybe a 12th rounder, both DPs obviously can't be kept for a 12th rounder. So if you decide you want to use two DP spots, you're then making them a 12 and 11 for that first year. DPs then can also be kept a second time around in the second season. Currently, you can keep the same guy again for the second year as a 14th. I would propose in that scenario I just mentioned, you keep him 12, 11 the first year, maybe move that up to a 10 and a 9 in the second year. 
So you're paying a premium to try to keep guys for multiple seasons and try to rebuild, but it gives you that option if you feel really good about, let's just say Daniel Jones this year was drafted late in the draft. I don't think he was drafted at all. Uh, but going forward, he might be with the new roster makeup. Uh, it just gives you an option to kind of think ahead and, and build a year, maybe two in advance with both of those DP spots. Logan, your thoughts. So if I'm being sincere, um, which is difficult for me. It's, yeah, it's rare. <laughs> um, I, do, I do like the any – so I should just back it up. Any time we can add an element that requires us as owners – to think a little bit more, be a little bit more strategic about how we like build our team and like add like wrinkles that like force us to do something a little different. I generally like it because I think it's fun. So at the risk of like building like a right a Rube Goldberg machine of a league here, like I, I on principle think it's good. The question that I would have is at what point do if we're having multiple of these, are we just taking flyers on like rookies to stash? And then that, at that point is, do we just end up with like, are we better served at like with just like a rookie draft and stashing them that way versus anything like that? Totally I- fair point. The one thing I would say though, is we only have 14 roster spots. And I think with the way that the vote has gone, we'll be sticking with nine starters. So Yes, that is, I hear what you're saying, but with only five bench spots and bye weeks and trying to compete in the current year, unless you're totally tanking, which is a whole, totally different story, you, it's still going to be hard to to have two just guys sitting, taking up space on your bench. Yeah, if, but you could have, towards the end of the year, just grab two rookies and hope that they hit. Is that, Logan, your point? Like, you're just taking a flyer on a rookie or... Yeah, I mean, because, like, kind of. It's it's more so saying, like, if you're – I don't know. I'm I'm just talking here. I'm trying to, like, process as I think about so, this. So, Logan, I think to your I – know, I know you've mentioned wanting to try to trade guys before the draft. And I think having the second DP kind of – it's not the same thing, but it kind of helps with that a little bit. So, yes, you could pick up guys and try to stash them and whatever, but – I think it's a kind of a balance between trying to get something for if you feel like you have five or six good players, it gives you the extra option, but it doesn't allow everybody to just keep the best players every single year. It's got to be a first or second year guy who played less than three or less times. So I think it, it's kind of a balance of getting, allowing you to keep like in your situation this too with your, your young running backs, it would have allowed you to keep one of those guys within the, the rules that we've had for however many years with a developmental player that everybody likes and has worked, it just expands that a little bit. So it's not the same thing of getting, you know, value back for all your great seven or eight players. If you think you have them, but it gives you that one additional element, like you said, to, to keep a young good player or with potential anyway for, for a future season. So I don't know. I, I, that's kind of how I look at it. It's balanced between, you know, wanting to get value for your guys without just completely depleting the draft at the top, which is what would be if we added other additional keepers. Or the ability to trade. Sorry, to add that in there. Something that Scott and I, I guess I want to segue into this before we get too long-winded here, is something Scott and I were talking about with your whole idea of wanting to trade picks, 
or I'm sorry, guys before the draft is that keeps, that would keep more big name players likely out of the draft. And one of the reasons we've gotten to a point of having a reset is because the draft every year is some people think is very, very depleted. Scott, maybe I said that very poorly, but what what is your, no, I think that's right. I think that's more my, my, as I said in the Slack, it's always been the general argument has been, Oh, good teams are going to stay good, which I get. I also think, well, you built the team too bad. Like, you should be rewarded, and that's okay. Um, I think the bigger issue is people already think the draft is bad. And if you do this, then all of a sudden, Logan, like those three guys that you didn't keep, now all of a sudden get traded to teams that are caps. And yeah, that happens I, a few times, and now the draft, ooh, boy. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, I think that's a function of having four keepers as much as, like, anything anything else because what it, like in my experience what it's what the trading has done is it's actually recalibrated and level set more than the the talent from like the haves to have nots than it has exacerbated the haves and i think a good example that i use this year that i that witnessed and i think has been is like a poster child of like how it like works in a good way is Two keeper league person had David Johnson, Chris Godwin, and Aaron Jones. So they traded, they chose to trade Aaron Jones, probably regretting that decision right now. Um, and it took a team who didn't have a lot of assets. They gave up a mid round draft pick because the person who was trading was like, may as well get something for it because it'll help me because otherwise I just throw it back for nothing. So they got something and the player that, that stunk now has Aaron Jones and is like very competitive in the league as a result. And so it allows recalibration before the draft from the haves and have nots because there's no, the traders or the people who are getting rid of players have a lot of incentive to unload to get something. So there's value to be had for like strong keepers to bring people who might not have a lot back up. So that's kind of like how it works to level set talent. I do agree though, that like, those players, instead of going into the draft, will go to someone else's team. The reality is, though, is I think the draft that we have in this league, which I don't think is that bad, actually, comparatively. <laughs> I, sometimes it's frustrating when it's like, this is what's here. But is, is just going to be a function of 14 teams with people able to keep up to four players. So you're always... Yeah. You're just doesn't matter if you get how many people you're throwing back at the end of the day there's just a lot of good players who aren't going to be there and until you until you go to less keepers you're always going to have a depleted draft and i don't know that there's appetite in the league to go to less keepers and i don't even know if that's the right thing to do either yeah that's interesting because i think i've always thought of it as people would be trading their first round picks for aaron jones but i wonder if the market is Generally I'm gonna be not that extreme. I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys, and I have no objective thought here. I fucking hate that. I hate that if you think I'm just gonna toss one of these guys back, so I'm gonna get a sixth for him. I hate that. I don't think that I don't think that's good for competitive balance in the league. I think that that guy should be thrown back into the pool and eligible for the draft. And I would well, no one's say, saying and make the trade. No one's saying you have to trade this guy. No, I know. But to your point, if you could only keep 
if you can only keep a certain number of guys, if you can only keep four guys and that fifth guy that you would normally throw back, you're absolutely going to shop that guy hard. And eventually someone's going to offer you a sixth, eighth, 10th round pick for it. Right. And you're going to take it. Of course. And I, hate, the, I, I don't like that at all for, for the competitive balance of the league at all. But the guy who sucks, who has like Laverty's been through this several years, sorry, laugh, where you have literally like no keepers. And so if you can get an Aaron Jones for a six-rounder, that just totally jumpstarts your rebuild. Whereas the other, the way it is now, he's going to have a draft pick. He might get Aaron Jones, but probably not. But even if he does, that's his first-round pick. Whereas yeah. everyone else is already I mean, a step yeah, ahead. I, so I, I think trust it, me, I understand that. I just I, – yeah, I don't know. I, it, I guess for me it goes back to the, the point, Scott, that we've always talked about several years ago was – and I think Brian was the one who said this originally, you don't own any of those players. You don't even have the potential to own more than four players going into the draft. And so that's for me where I just fundamentally can't quite get over that. But again, we haven't heard anybody else's opinion in the Slack. It's been the three of us only. So I hope this sparks conversation. And if there's more appetite, like fine, we'll all adjust. But that to me is just a big shift. I, I, actually, I actually did not join a league this is probably eight years ago now when I worked at Target. I avoided joining a league when I found out this is how they did their keepers. I thought it was ridiculous that they allowed, it, allowed you to trade guys before the draft when you could only keep two, yet you could trade your other ones that you're not planning to keep. Uh, so that, again, this is just a, a thing for me that's been an issue in, my, in other leagues in the past. So that's just kind of, I can't really get past that, but I get what you're saying that, in Lav's situation in this scenario, it would help to to only have to trade a six round pick to get a top, you know, eight running back before the season. Absolutely, that makes so sense. So, just a, a couple of things on that because I, I hear your point. I do. Is you as the person trading can just say like, also, screw it. Like, I don't want to just even if that's all you're going to offer me is a six round pick. I'd rather throw him back and take the chance of drafting him again myself right away and not give a competitor a steal of a pick, right? So, like, it's not like it's, they're being thrown away for, like, chump change, right? There's usually some sort of value that's, like, assigned to them. But I, I'd also say, like, the, our rationale of how, like, we've got there is there's draft day trades in the NFL all the time. <laughs> and people – trade picks and they trade players and they adjust and they move up and down and, you know, dumb contracts and do whatever it is that they need to do. So like the idea that it's like totally insane that you would trade players ahead of a draft to influence. Well, the yeah, draft. But those, but those guys are under contract. Yeah. Those guys are under multi-year contract. You can't trade a free expiring. agent. Yeah. You can't trade a free agent. <laughs> yeah. But like the, the, I mean, they'll get it. Like the league year, the league doesn't end. The league year doesn't end at the Super Bowl. I mean, so we, that's we, that's yeah, another way you, you still can can't trade a guy who's you still can't trade a guy who's on an expiring contract after the Super Bowl. You can't do that. Yeah, but there's no you don't we, but it's not like you're declared ahead of time, like all of your keepers. Well, right, but but I guess that's kind of my point. Is in a keeper league, everybody is on a one year contract until you define them as something different, until you're signing them for a second year. And, and until you're signing them for a second year. 
So that, and that's what I say when I, when I say what I mean, when I say you don't own anybody beyond that year, because once the season's over, all of your players are, are free agents until you pick four of them to keep. So then, I mean, I, I guess I would say you have the option to own all of those players until you choose not to. It's like, and the way it's like, I mean, it's like the NBA trading draft rights. Like they haven't signed them to anything. But it's yet. not. It's that's not. That's not the same the thing. To keep that player. That's not the same thing, though. I mean, you're talking about a guy who just played out the last year of his contract and is now going into free agency. You can't trade that player. I mean, that's that's not the same thing as trading rights to draft picks. There's separate rules for trading. I, rights I guess to draft I picks. would agree. I would agree with that sentiment more if at the start of the season you had to declare who your keepers were and who you weren't for the following year. Wait, say that again? Because to me, right now, there's a list of, on my team, 10 people that I could theoretically keep for next yeah. year, if we were doing that. So I have the rights, theoretically, to all of those players until I choose not to anymore. So if I choose to trade the rights to those players to keep them to someone else until we say like deadline locked keepers are in, everyone else goes back. I feel like as the owner of all of those players and the rights to keep all those players, I should. Yeah, I mean, so it's, I mean, yeah, it's just a shift in mindset. I mean, really it's everybody's a restricted free agent every year. Essentially is kind of the way you could think about it. Yeah. And, I, I'm and not saying I agree or disagree. I'm just thinking that's kind of the corollary that I would. The True. only the only other thing that I'll throw out there, what I like about it, is it makes the week leading up to the draft, like just as fun as like the trade deadline. Because people are jockeying and trading and talking and interacting, trying to position themselves, make trades, and get ready for, get ready for the draft and build their team the way they want to go into the draft, which is always, I mean, to me. It's the draft and the trade deadline and then like the playoffs are like the three best parts of fantasy football. And if there's a way to make any of them more engaging, more active, more interactive, I generally am like, yeah. let's look at that. So that's, that's the other pitch. Listen, I'm not, I'm, I'm arguing passionately for it, even though I don't feel that passionately. I just so like, was kind of like just channeling there. So like whatever people. Yeah. Want, it'd be, obviously is, 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 is totally fine. I'm curious what people think because I think there's a way to do it to kind of meet in the middle ground. Um, but I'm curious what people think about the draft and what it does to that. Cause it's obviously, it changes things because yeah, the week up leading up to it is probably a lot better. The draft itself is probably a little shittier. Are people cool with that? I don't know. Um, I mean, I think so, yeah, to, to, to Logan's point about every team has always had the right to keep four players. However, a lot of some teams don't keep four players. With this proposed change, every team would have to do absolutely their best to try to keep four players because you'll likely be able to get players, good players, for you know discounted picks. I.e., you would be able to get players the week before the draft for cheaper than you would at the trade deadline, typically. Which, again, I, I don't necessarily think that's a horrible thing. To your point, Logan, I'm arguing passionately against it. And I, I love the idea of actually having, quote-unquote, more keepers. Because to me, that speaks of 
more of like a dynasty style league, actually, which I fucking love. So I wouldn't hate it. I'm just saying it's a totally big shift in the way that our league has always operated. Um, so it's, I definitely want to open it up and get yeah. more opinions on it. It's but I, I would. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, it's kind of how the NHL works in that you trade expiring contracts sometimes at the deadline, but a lot of the time the big deals are done right before the draft. And that's how I I could kind of see it it happening. The NHL is very different than other leagues in that you can actually trade a restricted free agent straight up without signing it. In the NBA – you can only trade a restricted free agent if you do a sign and trade, which as an NBA guy, that's where my mind is. But I, I see the NHL side as well, to your point about everybody kind of being a restricted free agent. In the NHL, you truly can trade a restricted free agent straight up and give somebody the rights to sign that guy. So I hear that. What were you going to say, Sorry, Logan? Logan. Oh, I don't, it's not important. <laughs> Perfect. I just I just hadn't screamed into my phone in like thirty seconds. And like, <laughs> uh, that's fair. All right. Well, I think that's a great discussion. Um, one update on the poll: we have a few people who haven't voted, but it's looking uh, pretty. Oh, positive. I remember. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you, or you just did you just want to scream into your phone again? Loud noises. No, I. <laughs> I um. I was going to say, if there was ever actually a time... I love lamp. <laughs> if there was ever actually a time to do something like this, similar to everything else, it would be, like, right now, and not because then every, every keeper is going back in, obviously. Like, with all these other changes that we're looking at, no one is going to be, like, hurt by this in a way. You have a year to actually plan for this in a, in a way that, like, if we're ever going to do it, like, now feels like the time to do it. That, that's I, I agree. Mind. That's why we talk about it. I love it. Do we want to talk about Superflex? <laughs> I didn't even say the word yet. This no, week. okay. Man, I don't want to talk about it other than to say the poll is coming back. Uh, we already have a majority of Superflex. Hashtag landslide. It's a landslide right now. I think it's like 11 to 1. Um, so Superflex is 99% happening. Congratulations to Dan and I for pushing that through. <laughs> I feel like it was a political win uh, <laughs> after the campaign we, we put on. Uh, but yeah, so next week I think we'll talk maybe, and maybe in the rules when I display the poll, the, the lineup thing is interesting because we have pretty much even on the nine starters idea but one with three wide receivers and one super flex and the other with two wide receivers, a flex and a super flex. What, what did I vote for? I don't remember. <laughs> Wait, so, so last time you mentioned the numbers to me, the second place was actually the eight starters. Yeah. Now it's, it's changed. It's like seven or whatever. Yeah. It's like 40%, 40%, 20% or something. I, think, well, I thought we had five votes for, the eight starters or not? I don't know. Okay. I know the eight starters one is the lowest one right now. So you're calling the eight starters dead. So what I'm hearing, I'm not calling it dead. We still have a few people to vote. I'll change my vote to that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do I have to give you? 
pre-draft trades. <laughs> <laughs> now this is politics. I was going to say, Scott. I, is I that felt, a quid pro quo? I, I kind of feel like with the whole Superflex thing, it was like, I feel like we're Trump beating Hillary a few years ago. <laughs> it was like, kind of, we came out of nowhere and just like, wait, we won. And ruined the world? <laughs> sorry. That, you weren't supposed to take it there. Oh, Save. He's saving the world from corruption, Logan. He's going to be like to do a second term, so he's going to do something, right? One, one Ukrainian oligarch at a time. <laughs> oh, God. Do we anyway. have any Russian owners in the league? I think I'm like a quarter Russian. Next. Oh, God. Yeah. So that explains anyway. so much, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Packer fan, shut up. We will talk about that next week. Go I'm Packers. not invited back, am I? You're probably invited back. We can't get the night. we can't get the last two owners on for some reason. So now oh, it's kind of a free for all. Who was on last? Who was on last week again? Bobby. Bobby FC. Oh, that's so yeah. So I was really ready to like hate him, and he seemed like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Best way to end a podcast ever. Bobby, the nice guy. There it is. Yeah, he was great on the podcast. Yeah, it really, really, was great. really fucked with me, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, you'll get to see him more in August, where you guys screwed up that vote because people are selecting, like, one date, which doesn't help me because I said all the dates that work for you. I can only do one. <laughs> so Logan right. is a jerk. Um, so, anyway, I'll try to coordinate 14 people to get to Chicago or... Russia or something. And on that note, I think we should t- sign off. Anything else, guys? No? I love how Dan just disappears when I ask Sorry. that question. I was, I was reading an alert on my phone. You <laughs> really right. want me to Logan, say something else? Logan, we might see you next week. Thanks, I don't Logan. Know. We'll see. Wait, are we done? <laughs>